And welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. What up, though? This is an episode, a fucking episode. It's been a while. Doing the actual main part of the uh, brand of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. Uh, I feel like this is like episode... 89 189 or 190 189 and 190 yeah yeah so yeah. We, we'll just we'll just go with that um i missed you guys sitting in the seat uh i i love you guys uh <laughs> it's been a while like i said um uh, shout out to everybody um shout out to all the podcasts and shout out to everybody that's um you know still maintaining their sanity through creativity i'm sorry through creative uh avenues uh, not avenues, but uh, creative writer's block. Mm. Um, at times that occurs. Um, so for me, I'm getting back in the swing of things creatively to try to like really figure out what I want to do and how we will proceed. And it just so happens that we have cousin Al in the motherfucking building. Is this it? Yes, it is. It's been a while. I don't know what's on this fucking pad anymore. <laughs> I know, right? You it's just, like you just be pushing buttons. Is this it? <laughs> uh, and of course, we have the fiend Bray Wyatt in the building. Let's go. This is supposed to be a lantern, but it came in broke, so I, I got to do like some DIY shit and put like lights in here and shit. But uh, shout out to Bray Wyatt. Um, it's our guest today. He'll be all right. Yeah, that nigga cool. Uh, <laughs> um, so I found out this month is uh the the government has made this month hip hop history month. Um, so accompany that with it being November. And Friendsgiving is something that I normally do month long. I'm not sure if I'm gonna do it a month long, but we will figure this the fuck out. <laughs> but uh, yes, cousin Al, yes, how you feeling? I feel, <laughs> I feel great. <sighs> so people, uh, <clears throat> I hope that you have caught pause the. Uh, <laughs> The recent episode of the Laptop Chronicles, Ooh. The Great Masturbators, um, where Cousin Al brings his $80 Fifi on board. Uh, <laughs> yo, I was sitting at work. I was like, this nigga really brought a Fifi. Now, for those that do not know what a Fifi is, a Fifi is an instrument that <laughs> niggas in jail use to fuck. <laughs> they fuck They like wrap a towel Around a pillow Or some shit like that It was like yeah And they Put some lotion If you catch Million dollars worth it of game It puts the lotion <laughs> In the <laughs> It puts lotion On itself uh, I bet it does <laughs> But then the ting Um But yeah. if you catch A million dollars worth of game Wallow goes into Great detail About What is a Fifi And how to make a Fifi Um But he has an $80 Fifi. Um, can you give the people a synopsis of the most recent episode of the Laptop Chronicles? Okay, so uh, I decided to I decided to do some uh, research for the people. And I went and bought a masturbator to try <laughs> it out. And it did not. It was just an epic fail. And we talk about it. And watching the episode, I realized that uh, maybe we... Nah, we should have talked about it. But... um. It was just something to try, you know. That's 
If women can talk about sex toys, so can I. We are sex positive over here. Yes. Uh, and what that means is sex, sexual health is very important. It is. It goes beyond just fucking. Uh, it's about safe sex. It's about uh, knowing and being comfortable with not only with your partner's body, but your body as well. Oh my God! I sound I sound amazing. Right? I, I sound like an adult. I'm <laughs> top. There you See, go. It balances it out. I do wild shit. He does the smart shit. There we go. There we go. And who would have thought that would happen? <laughs> but uh, yeah, don't don't play it around your your granny. Don't play it around your kids. Mm-hmm. It's uh, mm-hmm. no bullshit. Gory gotta leave every time we record this podcast. <laughs> She was like, what? what what happened? I can't say yeah, no. Not this one. Yeah, no, no, baby. Not, not, not this one, bro. I don't need you ear hustling. I don't need nothing. Girl, I, my dad got a podcast. They asked her in school and she was hesitant. <laughs> they were talking about podcasts, and she was like, My dad has a podcast. And the teacher was like, What's the name of it? And she was like, uh, uh smart, smart kid. Smart kid. Uh, <laughs> I'll do a county Okay. And then, then the teacher's like, oh, I heard of that. Corey was like, she ain't heard of that. Oh, cool. We'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll Let's leave keep it, at it that way. <laughs> I don't need to be at a uh, parent-teacher conference like, man, y'all niggas was wilding on 175. <laughs> Did you just say niggas, ma'am? Uh, Mr. Corey, we need to step outside and talk. <laughs> They're going to send them people to the crib. It's like, yo, relax, bro. I know what the fuck I'm doing over here. God damn. But yeah, so like I said, um, it is National Hip Hop History Month. And if you've been following the brand, every so often we refer to this Chuck D book. Uh, Chuck D presents the day in rap and hip hop history. Um. So sometimes we refer to this. So um, today we will get into, uh, we'll pick a year and we'll talk sure, about sure, a year sure. um, because we got all month of this shit. Yes. Um, so love, love to see it. Love to see. It. Um, let's start with some news. Um, okay. Just a couple things. Did you catch Kanye West on Drink Champs? I, I, I saw Any the, of the clips. I saw the fallout. And I, I was going to ask you what it was, but I didn't want to be gossipy. Mm-hmm. But I I woke up to Just Blaze being real PR, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what they were talking about. And then I saw <clears throat> Big Sean tweet that he was hanging out with Kanye the day like after he did the interview. And mm-hmm. he was like, yo, this dude didn't say none of that shit to me. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of put it together that Kanye went off the fucking rails. Yeah. All right, so we'll start with the Just Blaze. The Just Blaze thing was Nori asked Kanye would he choose Swiss Beats or Just Blaze. And he chose Swiss Beats because he said Just Blaze is a copycat. Um, <clears throat> He is a copycat and pretty much he gets credit for the whole blueprint. And Kanye did some of it too. To... And uh, salt to that wound, uh, Bink mm-hmm. actually said the same thing. He agreed, uh, which I didn't know it was a thing that people thought uh, Just Blaze rip off, ripped off Bink's style of production. I didn't think nothing of it until I heard Drake's new album. And Drake's new album um, 
he has a song with that's produced by Bink featuring Wayne and Rick Ross. And the beat sounds like Lord Knows from Drake's uh sophomore album, Take right, Care. Second, yep. Um and I didn't put two and two together until then. Um I also did not know until I wanna say two months ago that Bink produced on the blueprint. Um he did Rulers back. He did a couple he did about two or three records. Okay. Um, but I think people over it, it, his contribution to the album is overshadowed by the masses because you have a Just Blaze and a Kanye, and they're pretty much just starting their careers, and they right. got all the the limelight. So, um, yeah, I Just Blaze was very pre- PR. He yes. understood. He he knew how to handle the situation. I never seen Just Blaze really get out of character and stuff like that. So, um, in, in the public eye, uh, because I don't know the nigga, but still, <laughs> like, yeah, it was very interesting how it happened like that. Like, part part of me, I, after um after eight oh eight and heartbreak, I pretty Ooh, much. <laughs> Saving them taps for later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the BBWs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, um, you know, I I kind of I kind of like kind of got off the Kanye train, and it just seems like <clears throat> things that he does now is so just out there. Now, as far as producers being copycats. Um, especially in that regard, because like you say, they they came. It almost seemed like they came. They came. My, into, my um, neighbor's dog. Okay, sorry. Because um, it it seemed like they came into that does sound like a dog. But. It is. He's that's how he. <laughs> yo, no bullshit. Sabar. When the dog comes out, like when he even gets to the door, the nigga start hollering before they even open the door. It's like he know he about to go outside oh, and have okay. some fun. So be, oh, oh. anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. But no, it just seemed like they they came up together. Um, they came in, you know, they got put on together, and so um, I've always kind of thought like producers not not really are not really copycats, but you know, if we produce it in the same camp, I'm a I'm gonna take a little bit what you do, mm-hmm. and, and I might add it to my style, and, and vice versa. So I don't think there's anything wrong with now if I take a whole beat. Mm-hmm. And slap my name on it, and I take a whole. You know what I'm saying? I got a whole run of beats that you made, mm-hmm. but because you're even newer to the industry than I am, and I put my name on it, then yeah, mm-hmm. that's just stealing. Yeah, I don't think it was saying like stealing, but just like the the style of beats. Uh, well, possibly, honestly, it could be like. Okay, I'm not a producer, but I hear about how producers take other producers' drums, mm-hmm. the drum patterns or stuff like that. So, like, using stuff like that, but the, it's a similarity in the beats. But um, if, if you listen to music nowadays, it all sounds the fucking same. True shit. True it, shit. It, it's that, it's that, that trap beat. Mm-hmm. So... What are we really talking about? Or what is Kanye really talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think I think he was just mad that he didn't get credit for he's not getting as much credit in his eyes for his contribution to Blueprint. Me personally, I never heard anybody not crediting him. In fact, um all right, so Bink has the rulers back and 
The Ruler's Back and All I Need. Um, and Blueprint, the actual, uh, the outro for the album. But Song Cry is on there. That's Just Blaze. You Don't Know is on there. That's Just Blaze. Oh, okay. I see what he's saying. Um, <laughs> girls, girls, girls is Just Blaze. <laughs> Kanye has Takeover, H to the Izzo, Heart of the City, Never Change. But all of those had samples. So, and I think that's what the uh, well, they're all soul sample producers, right? So if I'm making a beat off a sample, I gotta I gotta try to fit my my style to whatever I'm doing mm-hmm. to what I'm sampling. Mm-hmm. So if it just so happened that you, I don't know. To me, I don't think it's the if if we in the lab together and we creating and I got this project. And we collaborating mm-hmm. and I borrow your style because it fits what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything wrong with that. Because then if I if I hand it to you, you may you may not see the vision. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody's vision is the same. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we might be on the same on the same train, but eventually them tracks gonna split. Mm-hmm. So I don't see anything wrong. I I think Kanye is just Kanye is he's off his fucking rocker. <clears throat> period. Yeah. Um as I'm looking through this track list I love Heart of the City but commercially Okay, wait. Not even commercial. You don't know is uh is a bigger song than Heart of the City. It became a bigger song than Heart of the City, even on some B side stuff. Only it's if you're comparing their records on the album to each other, Just Blaze has better records, yeah, like right. and more successful records, right? On, that stand on their own, right? Um, so I, I mean, I, I understand his 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 gripe. I understand it. Mm-hmm. I get it. it. It makes it makes sense. Um, the one thing, <sighs> no worry, bro. Kanye goes. I mean, take over. You know that, right? Nori. Oh, I didn't know that. Who the fuck did not know that? Who did not know that? And you being an active rapper, which most times what happens with artists, they will hear a song and they say, oh, I want a song just like that. Who's this producer? You can't tell me in 2001, you did not know that Kanye West, like he plays dumb and didn't try to blame it on the audience for them being dumb. Like, no, you really... You're really an idiot. I'm sorry. Like, it's like, I'm sorry, bro. And that's why I put on Twitter. It's like, bro, this nigga really an idiot because <clears throat> like, I keep saying it like he's a journalist now. Right. But they need to hold him accountable for journalistic things. Mm-hmm. Like knowing things about the people that you are interviewing, uh, not interrupting people, them stupid Oh, everybody makes some noise. Just random claps. It throws the it throws the the uh the person that he's interviewing. Oh, niggas be losing losing their train of thought all the time and shit. And that's why I really I probably won't finish the interview. I probably won't. It was it's hard to get through Drink Champs interviews because if it wasn't for EFN, I couldn't I can't watch it. Because EFN plays cleanup all the yeah, time. All the time. All the time because Nori's dumb. I'm sorry, bro. Like I got off the Nori train after that Lamar Odom interview. It was it was in poor taste. Yeah, poor taste. I, I was just like, nah, bro. 
It, it's bro, he's no different than Shade Room and TMZ and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the people want to know. Eh, they really don't, right? Like, nobody really cares. Like, and he always makes it excuses and shit. Um, but speaking of Blueprint, uh, over the weekend, last weekend, uh, Hove was accepted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, there we go. Shout out to Hove. And um, <laughs> and, damn, was, y'all was clapping for a long ass time. I get it, but anyway, but um, yeah. So I mean, that was really cool. Him and LL Cool J. Yep. Um, deservedly. So. Yeah. Uh, LL Cool J was inducted by Dr. Dre. Um, he performed with Eminem. Uh, Jay was inducted by Dave Chappelle. He did not perform, but he uh he did um he did have a speech and. He thanks Dane Dash. Here it is. Please. Yeah. That's not it. Damn. Thank you, Jay. I don't know who that is. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Jay. Right. But uh, he thinks Dane Dash. That's one thing. That's one thing I, I admire about him. I don't care what happens behind closed doors. Like, you know, but if you build something with someone, it's no reason why you would tear them down in public eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he thanks them. They are in a legal battle right now. And he still finds a way to, you know, just just speak highly of right. what they what they did. Like, no, I've heard him say, um, no time nor space removed. Like it's always going to be the same. Like what we created is what we created. It just is what it is. Black Republican. Yes. Oh, and you broke that down one time a couple years ago to yeah. me, and I never thought of it. Would you rem- um, um mind? So about if you it? listen to on I wasn't hip hop is dead. Um, was the in album. Yeah, the in album from Nas. Uh, Nas did a song with Jay Z called Black Republican, and. If you listen to Jay-Z's verse, um, people think that he's speaking randomly about somebody, but he is literally speaking to Dame Dash. And, it is hip-hop is dead. Oh, hip-hop is dead? Okay. Mm-hmm. And in the song, he he pretty much, I won't say he apologizes, but it's more of um, like, like, hey, man, let's just bury this hatchet. Like, I appreciate what you did for me. Um, to to get me to this level, I couldn't have made it without you. Um, starting from the beginning, so check out Black Republican, and, and on top of that, the song was monumental because that was right after the you know the Jay Z Nas beef, you know Ether Takeover, um, super 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 ugly. That was the song, and so then when Nas signed to Def Jam, and he performed that song with Jay Z at a concert like nobody knew. Uh, I declare war. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And then he just it just popped out, and that was the song. At first, everybody was kind of like, "Oh shit!" Like, damn, they Nas and Jay Z buried the hatchet. Then when you listen to Black Republican, and you you think that hey, he's talking to Dame Dash, then you're like, okay, that wasn't I declare war. That they did. I think they did it on. Um I declare was when they they came together and did the uh, they did their record separately together. 
Oh yeah, you're talking um, about the one in the in they, they did in Jersey in Brook in Jersey. Yeah, the other one they did it on like 106 Park or something. But uh, the lyric, um, he said, uh, on a friend you call best, and yes, it could bring out the enemies and every person, even a good saying. Uh, no, that ain't it. Um, Mr. Cars, Mr. Cars, Jules, Miss Things, Chelsea, Eagle, Pride, and, and even though brings, we practiced, um, through the evil strikes again. Now the team got beat between a post and a point. This puts the ring in jeopardy indefinitely. Yep. Uh, it no, that was the end part. It was something about a mom. Um, like like he said, he said ring. something. Damn, I just had mm. lyric in my head. Um, let's see. Could bring some. Could bring. Should bring the. Oh, could bring. Should blame the game. And I could. It's killer. Be kill. How could I refrain? Ever being debt, I never good thing. That's never a good thing to the pressure of success can put a good strain on a friend you call best of Yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. Ah though you was nothing more okay, huddle over the um huddle over the oven. We was like brothers then. Though you were nothing other than a son of my mother's friend, we had a governing. Who would have thought love would end like ice cold albums, all good things? Ah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. So basically, it was like, especially that last part, the team got beef between a post and a point. This puts the rings in jeopardy, which basically he was talking about Kobe and Shaq. Damn. Yeah, that was a that damn. was a, that was a Kobe the post and a point. The post and a point, which goes hand in hand with them and Rockefeller, because if they have beef, the the dream and the success of Rockefeller. Cannot occur anymore because right. we we got an issue. Like, right, damn, yep. and that's why the thing is in the Hall of Fame. It's the double entendres. Like, that yeah. boy, that boy, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like like I said, uh, shout out the whole. Um, keeping it still, Rockefeller. Uh, uh, what was that over the weekend or last week? Um, Alpo was murdered. In, in Harlem, Harlem. Um, And Dame Dash has recently came out And said he would like to Do a paid in full too I don't know how uh, You gotta let that go bro Yeah I wouldn't And it's yeah. kinda eh, like It's that. like why are we doing this now Yeah you know If it was more you wanted to put in this story You should have did it then I didn't, I'm not I'm not a fan of seeing a sequel to that Because then it's kinda like Fictitious like at what mm-hmm. what are we What's what are we going to yeah like, that's like Billy too yeah. Billy too was horrible <laughs> and, but you know what <laughs> it was t- <laughs> but the thing about Billy too was boy that was terrible like <laughs> uh, but why was he fucking Thelma but anyway um the thing about uh Billy too was they just named it that because Universal owned the rights to it that's what I was reading. But yeah, there was no reason why the game was even doing that. But uh, <laughs> but you know, I I think Alpo get murdered because I read I read the New York Post article, and that shit was wild, man. It was talking about he was in federal protection, and his address was in Maine. Hmm. They they stuck him in Maine. Okay, and he ended up, you know, what I'm saying back back home, back in Harlem, and. It was three in the morning. Somebody, you know, somebody murdered him. And um, Rich Porter's family, when they found out, 
They were out in the streets celebrating, popping champagne. I was like, I, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I just, you know, Alpo wasn't smart enough to just, just, you know. Uh, do you think it was a case of him being uh, smart versus being dumb or him just being um, him coming to terms with the fact that he might die on these streets? I think anybody who's living that street life, you know, whatever you're doing in the streets, I think at any moment, because like I say, growing up, mm-hmm. growing up, what, you know, I just remember hearing, um, if you were black and you're male, you're going to be dead in jail by 18, mm-hmm. dead in jail by 21, dead in jail by 25. So I think it comes to a point where if you're out in these streets, like any day that you don't die is like a bonus, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's like okay, cool. Um, I'm I'm out here. All right. So I don't think it's a surprise as much as like we think it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, he may have felt like he didn't have anything left to to contribute to. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't know. It just it is very unfortunate. You know. Um, but he was in that life. We got to keep it a hundred. Let's mm-hmm. keep it a hundred. Let's 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 be real. The man sold. He sold drugs in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, he shot people, murdered people. You know, what I'm saying we we glorify the villains. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and not just in the black community, not just in hip hop community, but in society. Yeah. So, you know, you can't sit here and say, "Oh, the community's going to shit." We need to uplift the community. But then we shouting out Alpo for selling drugs to the community and killing people in the community. Yeah, and you know he, he's known for telling um people. I mean we're yeah. we're going to be honest. Um, which brought me to a rabbit hole of finding out more about uh, damn, out in DC, uh, uh per- Wayne Perry, Wayne Perry. Ooh, ooh, boy, true. Shout out to Wayne Perry. Them, them DC streets was yeah, yeah. reading that shit. And, yeah, it was man. wild. It was yeah. wild. He caught his first body when he was uh, eleven or fourteen. I think. Fourteen. I think it was eleven. I thought it was fourteen. I don't know. I read, I read it. it was a, a lengthy thread on him and, him and um, Rayful Ed, Edmonds. Yeah. And, I actually had the video. It's a video that they did on Rayful Edmonds' life. Um, yeah. It sounded like my parents' house somewhere. It's a VHS. No, it was definitely a DVD. It was definitely a DVD. I was old then. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Yo, them, yeah. them cats in, in the 90s and mm-hmm. uh, the late night, because I moved to Delaware in 99. You lived in Delaware? I was in Air Force. Oh, yeah. But I know, but, like, where'd you? Yeah, I was in Dover. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was in Dover for two years. And so a lot of, a lot of cats that I was stationed with were from D.C. Okay. And... Bruh, the the stories they told coming coming up out of Southeast. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to DC. Shout, shout out to DC. Yeah, a lot a lot of people I knew from Southeast. Um, Welcome home, Fat Trail. Sorry, Northeast. Um, and then this is when this is when PG County, like Branch Avenue, Suitland, Temple mm-hmm. Hills, Oxen Hills. Anything hills mm-hmm. in PG County, that's when it was popping. Yeah, it's I mean, definitely it was, the opposite of Baldwin Hills. They was they was putting For people sure. down in DC. That shit was that shit was crazy. I ain't down a murder game, B. 
I read books. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. Uh, but yeah, um, it was it was crazy, man. Like like yeah, that DC shit. And I I've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how I learned the history of LA gang banging. Mm-hmm. Just fall into that rabbit hole yeah. and you just start clicking and clicking and clicking. There's one guy on Twitter, he has like a, a thread for everything, bro. And it was just like I was reading on you probably know who it is. It was a kid that got killed in Chicago in the early nineties. Um, uh, the basketball player. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, the kid that murdered him. Yes, I mean, did not he didn't murder him. He, yeah. What? what I forgot to. But you ben, know what I'm talking about, Benji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, so the so the two guys that that murdered him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they were 14, mm-hmm. 13, 14. Yeah. And one guy will he he gives interviews. The other guy didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he wanted to get away from all yeah, of that. I think it was around the time, but the the kid that I was talking about, he was like, he ended up getting killed at eleven. Um, damn, yo, me and my man were talking about it. I think we talked about two different things. It, they utilized the basketball player in the thread to talk about um how bad the streets was in Chicago. Oh yeah, and then it like went into uh, next episode. I I don't have time to. Look it up now. So we're definitely going to fact check that really soon because it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, Chicago is, you know what I'm saying, is, I I don't know. I, I will say this. I will say this. Being being in Detroit, because it's like a lot of a lot of people that I knew, um, you know, gangs move. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So in the 90s in Detroit, it was a lot of a lot of GDs, folks, um, and then it was gangs from Detroit. I'm I didn't see a lot of it. Like mm-hmm. I see the tags, but you know what I'm saying? A lot of the violence I didn't see. And 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 I think for a lot of for a lot of us, like my family, my cousins, um, you know, our, our grandparents, you know, say grandparents, parents, my uncles, they worked hard to keep us away from that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We were always in some kind of basketball camp or summer camp reading camp we were doing you know going places in the summer so a lot of that stuff we didn't see and we had a clique of friends we stuck together mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so you know i will say but that does i do know i do have friends or had friends as teenagers and they was they was gangbanging but they didn't bring it to you to me you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we was kids they when we when we got together we was kids but i knew <clears throat> When they hit, when I seen them running out the house and running up the block, I was like, "I'm keeping my ass on the porch." Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? You know, so um, but yeah, shit, shit was wild. Yeah, man, yeah. shout out to everybody that's you know trying to make it, yeah. <laughs> trying to make it. Um, so you brought some hip hop artifacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what you got. Let's start with. Uh, uh, we're gonna ooh. start with the source. We're gonna start with the source. This is uh, this is when this is when Rockefeller was at his height, was at his zenith. We got uh, we got uh, who's that? Beanie Siegel, uh, Dame Freeway. This was part one. Um, the part two cover had Myth Bleak. Who else? Who else? Um, Cam. Cam. Yep. Yeah. It says two of two. So yeah, the part one cover. You got the good cover. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, this is a source magazine. This is from um, September two thousand two. 
You know what I'm saying? All right, so let's let's dive into that. Let's talk. We've spoken on. I'm sorry. Is spoken with the right? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. we've spoken on. Uh, I feel like that's wrong, but uh, we've had a whole episode on 2002. Mm-hmm. What was from a fan's perspective? What was Rockefeller's influence on the game in 2002? It was everything. It was everything from the clothing, um, the the way you dress when, um, excuse me, Miss came out. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody just was trying to get fresh. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a rap beat, but he was you know what I'm saying rapping to his lady. That's what we all wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we all wanted to be fresh. We all we all wanted to drive the uh, the Lexus GS 300s, mm. the um, the two door, the SC 300s. Mm-hmm. Uh, my neighbor still got a see. He still got a GS 300 in his garage. He pull it out. <sighs> he pull it out to Whoa. wash it. That's it. Yep. Um, but but Rockefeller was everything. You know. I mean. You you had the clothing, you had, you know, uh Fat Farm, Tommy, Tommy uh Hilfiger was big. Um, you had Esco clothing, you had Equimini clothing, but nothing made you more official than having on some Rockaware. Yo, um Pele Pele. Those are good coats. Those are some good clothes. I don't know about And I'm gonna tell you how durable Rockaware <laughs> Is <laughs> that you know, nigga? <laughs> hey, you see, I didn't bring it. Um, I still have my Rockaware Velour outfit. I'm not putting it in the cleaners because I know that shit gonna disintegrate. Yeah, they, they definitely on your ass for that one. <laughs> um, so what else is in this? Um, in this issue? Um, let's see. Is that Bruno Mars? That can't be Bruno Mars. Who the fuck no, is that's, that? That's uh, um, God damn it! I listen to his album all the time. East Point's greatest hit. Oh, cool oh, breeze, cool breeze. Oh, okay, um, that's that's when he came out with the Calhouns. Mm, this is okay. after Outkast uh, came out, which I got that down there somewhere. Um, Paul Wall, the Millionaire. This is when this they is two thousand and two. It's two thousand and two. This is an original. Mm. Um, let's see who who we got here. So, this is when, and this is when I feel the the um the five star rating started to change. Mm. Um, for those of you who don't know, the source used to be the Bible. If Bible hip hop, if they had a five mic rating on an album in the source, you were getting it hands down, no questions asked. If you didn't have it, you were lame. You were missing out. Like your friends would stop talking to you if you didn't have whatever five mic album the source had. When you said that's when you feel like it started to change, what what do you mean? What changed? Um, I think the last for me it was when Scarface the Fix they gave that five mics. I felt like at that point because I think Scarface had just taken over Def Jam South, Def Jam South, <clears throat> and thankfully he did that because he put out Ludacris. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like once they gave him that five, I was kind of like, all right, now y'all just handing them out. Do you not think that was a five mic worthy album? Four and a half. Four and a half. What stops it from being a five mic album? It it was after uh, Okay, so for comparison, they gave um Illmatic got five mics. Um I think mm, it, uh, the Low End Theory 
got mm-hmm. five mics. And so to me, what makes a five mic album is something that is consistently excellent throughout. Mm-hmm. On the fix, after the song he did with Faith, mm-hmm. the album kind of falls off. Uh, okay. So in my opinion, my humble opinion, I just felt like after after the fix, they were just kind of like, and I think that was after the point Benzino stopped for. It was it was a point where every I th- no no it wasn't Benzino. It was either Elliot Wilson or Benzino. One of them stopped fucking with the source. I think it was Elliot. I think it was Elliot Wilson yeah. around around this Let's time. Fact check that uh, Elliot if you if we're wrong. Yeah. Um, but it just seemed like after after he left the source, it just kind of became watered down. Like like the whole whole thing in the source, and then also I think they were trying to keep up with Double XL mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. and it, it just you know. Oh, speaking of, here's the fix. <laughs> great great fucking album. It I still love the album to this day. Great, you know. Kanye um, produced on that as well. Yes, he produced yes. on that as I mean, well. You know, um, and, you know when 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 Scarface said, uh, "You make twelve dollars, you put seven away." Live off the five and never ever fuck with your save. That was a million dollars. No worth a game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what else is that? Angie Martinez. It's Angie Mark. I bought that album. <laughs> I did recently, not. like recently, like within the last two years. Found in the, it. In the words of of Terry yeah. Crews on Brooklyn Nine Nine, why? I don't know. I know <laughs> me and Noam pulled up to brunch playing reggaeton, and niggas was looking at us crazy. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah Speaking of yeah. LL This is when uh, Cool Cool Modi Had beef with LL Oh that's hip hop history Yeah So uh, I, I don't know Yeah I just know uh, To the Break of Dawn And Jack the Ripper um, And I know To Break of Dawn uh, What you call it? it He went at Cool Modi MC Hammer And somebody else It was three verses It was three verses Hey Miss um. B so did you get the message? Did you get the message? Oh yeah, and then they talking about uh they talking about tagging in here. Check your inbox. They're talking about tagging. So okay. you know, the one thing that that I love about hip hop history is and it's unfortunate that a lot of this is getting lost in um social media is what hip hop is. And what hip hop is, what it started as was the the elements um, which is tagging. Um, yo, we got to talk about that trip to Boston. Oh, uh, we do. We do. We'll definitely cover that. that Let's cover that next week. Yes. Uh, uh, we're going to have to do it early in the week because I got to go to Vegas okay. next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to make him run too. Um, but, you know, when when hip-hop started, it was, it was tagging. It was B-Boy. It was DJing. And rapping was actually last. The five pillars of hip-hop? It was four. Oh, okay. It was four. Now, I think... Within the last 10 years, people have added the fifth element of fashion mm. because oh, fashion is just as, it, I mean, it, it, it has important. always been there, but the, the original elements of hip hop, you know, tagging, b-boying, DJing and, and uh, rapping were essential and nobody talks about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think people tag anymore. Um, the dancing is just as important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rapping speaks for itself. 
uh, DJing doesn't get enough credit. Mm-hmm. It never, after 79, it never did. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, people like, people, you know, people are still scratching out here. You know, one, one of my favorite songs is, um, oh, shit, um, Kendrick Lamar on To Pimp a Butterfly and A Complexion. Complexion. Mm-hmm. He's got Pete Rock scratching on it. Pete Rock is an awesome producer, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and and that's where I think the the producer DJ element is, you know what I'm saying, should have should be addressed more, you know. But mm-hmm. anyway, okay, so that's the source. And what else you got? I got one of my favorite one of my favorite albums. This is this is Tupac's first solo album called Tupacalypse Now. Um one of my favorite songs on there is called Young Black Male. This is the album with Brenda's Got a Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh if my homie if my homie calls um Trapped. Um this this is the album he did right before Juice. Mm-hmm. Um this is and you see this is a tape. This isn't the original tape. I actually found this in Record and Tape Traders. Okay. Um but yeah, this, this is a is, reprint. You sure that's a reprint? Might not even be a reprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it says Amaru. Oh, that, that was oh, started yeah, yeah. after he. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. Although I, it wouldn't surprise me that I still have the original somewhere mm-hmm. buried. Hip hop history. And oh, I call these my eighty eights. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Boy look like Rick Ross. <laughs> all I need is all I need oh. is a uh, coon skin cap. Look like one of the fat boys, <laughs> and a big satin jacket with 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 some with some with cheap a. <laughs> with a big A. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, I got some CDs, uh, CDs, DVDs. <laughs> I definitely look like the. Uh, hey, yo, my man. <laughs> Five for ten. That's exactly how you. Say- how you doing it right now? I look like it too. So um I miss I miss this about music. Mm-hmm. I miss CD covers, open it up, like just to sit there and look at a song and see who produced what. This is what got me into sampling. Okay. Um dirty ass glasses. <laughs> Shit's old as shit. Um th- this is what this is what got me into sampling because I would read the liner notes and see like like I would hear a song and I'd be like, okay, I'm into that song. And then come to find out it's a sample of like an old school song that I like. You know, um Cam. Um Cam put out one of the one of the greatest songs. Cam was down with Ice Cube and he put out a song called Peace Street. That's the white Cam? No, this is Black Cam. Black Cam, okay. Um he was also down with the uh Nation of Islam when he was Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um oh we classic, classic. Liquid Swords. This is it. This is the original doggy style. Whoa. Yeah. Original. You know what I'm saying? With the cartoon. Damn. Yeah, bro. This is this is original. Um had the whole cartoon on the joint. Jesus. Yep. Um 
And, and and it was always cool to read the to yeah, read the shout outs. Yep. Yeah, I love that shit. Yep. And most of the time when they do shout outs, it's always a couple names in there that you didn't realize that contribute to the album. Yep. Or that they even knew. Right. So it's always cool to see that. Now this right here is one of my favorite albums of all time. This is the first Jasmine Task by Guru. Okay. And this was a collaboration with with Guru and um a lot of a lot of artists. Who like a couple of these names? Roy Ayers, you, uh, you know that song "Everybody Loves the Sunshine." Yeah, Roy Ayers made that. Hmm. Um, and he did a song um, with Donald Byrd. He was a famous trumpet player from the uh, '60s. Um, he did a song with this with this French rapper named MC Solar. Okay, I just remember that was dope because I had never heard rap in another language, mm. and so to hear them going back and forth. Was dope. Was dope. Um, uh, Jasmine Task Two. I didn't really like it, but ja- I got it. Of course, I got it. But Jasmine Task One is um, India Davenport. India Davenport. She used to sing with the brand new Heavies. Okay, they were a British like funk funk band. Mm-hmm. They had some. They had some dope music. But yeah, this was hip hop and jazz put together. Then I got some CD cases now. They don't even, well, this is how we used to get our singles and our remixes. These are CD singles. I got Country Grammar okay. and Got Your Money. Okay. I want to talk Country Grammar. Okay. I seen Nelly's first song. Uh, the first song that he had with the Lunatics. And if I'm correct, it was a song that got them signed. And Nelly's flow was way different. It was okay. like a 90s flow. Okay. Um, it, you know what it kind of remind me of? It kind of remind me of like Peter Guns and Lord Tariq kind of flow. It was like, okay, okay, okay I got you. I and got it was you. like you could, I could tell why, uh, um, Kuda Love took a liking to him mm-hmm. because the style that he was rapping at that particular time that got him signed mm-hmm. was of a New York artist. It was like a, a mace, not a slow okay. flow, but just like the demeanor and the movement and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, so I, I really understood that. Um, ODB, I took the opportunity two days ago to listen to the return of 36 chambers. Mm-hmm. Really good fucking album, bro. Yeah. And just would I, from watching the Wu Tang Saga, I I listened to the albums back and listened to production more. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that this nigga RZA really produced all these niggas' albums by himself, which goes into the. Have you seen the last episode of the Wu Tang Saga? I, I well, this it, all this stuff is history, and it's all nothing's new. Yeah. But apparently, he lost uh, Raekwon's first album. Meth, uh, inspected that. I think ODB, all of them was lost in a flood. So they had to redo all those wow. albums. That's okay. where the last one, that's where the last episode ends off. Okay. But I took the, the liberty of actually reading on it and it got me to down another rabbit hole, inspected that. Inspected that album was finished in 94, but the actual album he had to redo and it didn't come out till 99. Wow. And he was basically saying like how he pretty much missed the wave. He was the one that took took a lot of the um he took 
he could have had a platinum album too. He said it was a total different album than what he had before. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, you know, I I think a lot of ODB's um, I won't say antics, but a lot of what he did overshadowed the fact yeah. that he could really fucking yeah, rap, bro. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, we're gonna save some of them. We're gonna save on some okay, of them. Okay, let me see. One um, more. What we got? We got let's Nori. See. Nori, true to the game. Ooh. They were just here yesterday. Yes, November fifth. I, bro, you would have went if it was today. I would have went. Yeah, but after going to work. Yeah, yeah. And then going to a concert. I wanted to go. It ain't DC tonight, but um, I wanted to go, but I just didn't. I didn't feel like it, bro. I was relaxing. You know when you know when my kid and my woman out here, I'll be bored. And I don't be feeling like doing shit. Yeah. But uh but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna definitely finish this. I uh, got I you know I got I got hundreds of CDs. So we'll talk about this off air. Cause I got yeah. an idea. Bring I got an idea. Tell, tell me which one you got. But yeah. yeah, I got I got original um original CDs. Uh I got a if if the tapes are around, um my mom wouldn't know where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I think I still have a VHS tape of videos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just I I love history. You know what I'm saying? And and the fact that we're at a point now because gr- like growing up, especially in this country, and this came up. We'll, we'll talk about it off air, but. Growing up, if it, you know, the mindset was, if it ain't white, it ain't right. So what I took that to mean as a kid was white culture. You know what I'm saying? We talking about rock and roll, which even in rock and roll, they only talking about Elvis. Yeah. And then in the night, you know, Elvis, the Rolling Stones, um, you know, and then the 70s disco era. And then you're talking in the 80s with, you know, Guns and Roses and Metallica and all that. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll was started by a black man. Mm-hmm. You know, never got credit for it until now. Um, but when it comes to hip hop culture, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what that's what we grew up as. Mm-hmm. But also being told that your your culture is not valid because it's not it's not mainstream. It's not our culture. It's not white. So the music you listen to, the way you dress, how you talk, um, the mannerisms you learn. You know what I'm saying? These these things they it, it just always made made me 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 personally. It always made me feel like, well, if my culture isn't validated, then what the fuck am I doing out here in this world? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I kind of, and that's why I like this platform. Not just talking, growing from talking on the mic to being on the camera because I can show you these things because I got them, mm-hmm. and and I never kept them because I wanted. I was always wanting to open up a museum, but just something that our culture has to be. People got to realize, yo, we are here. I'm, I'm a black man in the United States of America. I grew up listening to LL Cool J, Jay Z, um, Ice Cube, Scarface, um, K9. You know, I grew up listening to just rap, being a part of hip hop culture. I don't know what the fuck. These white people want me to be. I can't be nothing other than me. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, you know what I'm saying, hip-hop, you know, you know, history. My mom always told me, 
Learn your history because if you know your history, no one can ever tell you a lie. So that's always been my mission is is just to learn as much history as I can, but also learn our history. Mm-hmm. So when we say for the culture, this is what the fuck we're talking about mm-hmm. for the culture. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm going to get off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the historian, uh, hip hop historian, cousin Al. See, so see, it's, it's not all it's not all the other stuff. <laughs> this is an educated porn legend. <laughs> uh but um yeah, this is wrapping up um episode, whatever episode. I'll figure out the number when we do. Um any shout outs? Uh yes, yes. Definitely shout out um everybody who I'm not gonna lie, I'm starting to pay attention to the views and you'll upload something and it'll be like eight views and I'm like <gasps> So yeah. thank you. We're getting there. For everybody, you know what I'm saying, tuning in, paying attention, listening while we talk our shit. Um, you know, always shout out to the to the pie squad. You know what I'm saying? We we like Voltron. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's off on their missions, but we coming back together. You know what I'm saying? Uh let me see. Who else? It's November. Um, shout out to the indigenous people. You know, fuck Columbus, fuck Thanksgiving. It's all about friends and family. Um, bruh, the the history of fuck Thanksgiving, man. I like food. Oh uh, yeah, I like to eat too, man. But <laughs> goddamn, people gave them. And anyway, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. Yo, cherish your family. Love your family. <laughs> you know uh, shout out to big sis Stacy. We um listen, Stacy Huss. Top of the year. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. <laughs> you never heard the Kendrick joint? Let's get the shit. Let's get. The, it's actually Baby Keem song. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, top of the year, man. I'm gonna make my way out of Atlanta. We are definitely. We'll figure it out. We'll take this show on the road, and we'll go connect with our family members down in the A. Um, yo, shout out to Lauren Shit Vegans. Shout out to It's Predestined the Podcast. They have some great episodes, um, over there on their platform. Um, be sure to check out their pay their. The IG page for is predestined a podcast and shit vegans eat. Um, I think they laugh more than we do, bro. They are <laughs> insane, <laughs> in fucking insane, bro. And Lauren is raw form over there. Niggas start reading a tweet And her guest appearance over here is wild. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to Jabrosa, all caps. Um, Hustle juice rest Yeah you got it right You remember the last time I fucked it up They didn't know Because I edited it But uh, <laughs> Shout out to our boy Shout out to Miss B um, Let's see um, Where is it at uh, Miss B we, we would like to have you On a part of the Friendsgiving I don't know if you've seen The uh, the inbox I'm sorry people I'm talking to My IG live at the moment I apologize But yes um, Shout out to everybody Man we really do Appreciate y'all We back on board um, We ended the year off Strong Starting the top of the year Off correct uh, Episode after episode Content after content um, Is three different things You got this You got You have the main Baltimore County Fabric Podcast 
behind me. Um, we have that, the main episodes of that. We also have Read Them and Tweet. And we also have the Laptop Chronicles. So, for the most part, that nigga's wild. <laughs> uh, but, for the most part, you essentially get three different podcast series on one YouTube channel. So, please check it out. Um, it's nothing's changed. I'm still a fucking genius. Baltimore. Me passing my shit. Oh, oh, oh he's slipping. My bad. I'm wilding. Damn. Damn, son. Get, get it together. Damn. Baltimore. Damn. Can you get it? Baltimore <laughs> County fucking forever. I would play the siren, but they probably try to evict me or some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs>